Hi, everyone. It's Melinda Garvey with the See It To Be It podcast. This week, we have another great interview with an incredible role model. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the See It To Be It podcast. I'm your host, Melinda Garvey. And I am the founder of On The Dot, and our mission is to bring you relatable role models every single week through this podcast, because we know that when you see the paths of other women, it inspires you to take that next step. And this week, I'm excited to welcome yet another amazing role model, Rebecca Bastian. She is the CEO and co-founder of Own Trail, and she's also the author of Blaze Your Own Trail. And so we're going to look forward to talking to her about her new company and what she is doing these days. So welcome, Rebecca. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So first question I love to ask is what your big dream was when you were growing up, when you were a little girl, what did you think you were going to be doing? I didn't have a clear, concise vision. I did from a fairly younger age and then kind of sporadically through my life think that I would like to be an inventor, which I like to believe I have become in in various ways. also went through a pretty strong ballerina phase, which I'm also kind of pursuing through my side hobby of aerial acrobatics. So they weren't entirely far off, but more to places I might not have predicted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, so tell us just a little bit about your career path and you know what you were doing before you jumped into entrepreneurship and started your own company. Yeah. So most of my career has been in product leadership within technology companies. So I spent the past 15 years at Zillow. I was one of the first employees there when it was still in startup mode and came on as a product manager and then really grew through my career there to be VP of product. And then the last years there, I moved over and started the inaugural community and culture team there. And so I was leading that, which really kind of speaks to my passions, which are a combination of product strategy and solving social issues through people's talents and skills and through technology. And so that's been a big part of my career path. You know, if if I were to go into more detail, because that sounds very successful and linear. I was at Microsoft before (laughs) Zillow and, you know, but, you know, I would say a lot of it has actually been quite unplanned and unpredictable. And my degrees actually ended up being both in mechanical engineering. So I you know, took a big pivot starting from that into software just kind of accidentally. And then, you know, I would say joining Zillow was a little bit of an accident as well, just in terms of taking a leap without knowing much about what they were doing. And, you know, I I managed to just try a lot of different things, wear a lot of different hats and work on a lot of different areas of the product and of the company by, you know, a lot of different side projects and side hustles and by raising my hand to try new things. And so that ended up being a really fun experience. (laughs) And I ultimately left pretty recently this spring because of, you know, what I would kind of categorize as accidental entrepreneurship, where I didn't set out to start a company. And I certainly didn't set out to, to leave Zillow. I was really happy there. But I had written a book, Blaze Your Own Trail, that is an interactive exploration of women's life paths and kind of looks at the decisions we make through our personal and professional lives. And as I was waiting for the book to come out, I started playing around with what I thought would be a book launch website. And it really ended up taking on a life of its own. And next thing you knew, I'd formed this really phenomenal team. And we just were really recognizing some big problems to solve around, you know, the fact that really traditional mentorship leaves 
most women behind. 75% of women aren't giving or getting the mentorship that they want to be. And we started having some really big ideas for how we might be able to reimagine mentorship to reach all women. And then next thing you know, we'd all quit our jobs, you know, some amazing jobs to go build this out. And it's been really exciting. Mm, Sounds really exciting. So tell us just more about your own experience, you know, in a company how that sort of informed what you're doing, because you obviously have this focus on mentorship. You talk about how women are not getting mentorship. You know, you were obviously a woman being a mechanical engineer, right? Sort of a man's world, if you will. And, you know, then you migrated over to people and culture, which is really your passion. And was that sort of spurred from some of the challenges that you faced getting into that and helping women overcome some of the things that you faced? You know, I think that, The experiences that led me to wanting to redefine mentorship for women have really come from just hundreds of conversations that I've had with women over the years as I've been in different leadership and mentorship roles. And this kind of commonality of, you know, I think a lot of times women worry about our paths through life. We worry about where we're going and how we're going to get there, hoping we get it right. And I think the reason that we think there's a right path and a right way of doing it is because we look around and we see all these really kind of picture perfect end results on media and social media, and it doesn't give authentic view into what the journey really looks like. And because of that, we can think that we're supposed to be following some linear path and that it's supposed to be easy and we're supposed to know what we're doing. And then there's also just the fact that we really need to see people who look like us in the places we aspire to. And of course, look like us can be the different identities we hold or the experiences we've had. But when we don't have that, we can both lack the confidence to be going after things in life, but we can even lack the imagination of what we could be going after. You know, it's like you said, it's really that, you know, you need to see it to be it. And so, you know, I think just observing all of that kind of on one side of the problem set. And then on the flip side is the fact that I know personally that we want to be able to give back to those coming up behind us. You know, from my own experience and from so many different women I've talked to, it's like we want to be able to say yes to every coffee chat of of a woman asking us to come share our journey and and give advice. And it just is, it doesn't scale. It's time consuming and we don't always have access to the right people who share those identities or experiences that are relevant. And I think those are some big reasons that one-on-one mentorship isn't reaching everyone. But then even in the best case scenario, like we're not going to get everything we need from a single person either, right? So with Own Trail, we're really embracing the power of those collective experiences of women, of recognizing that the more we can see different journeys and different outcomes and different approaches, the more inspiring that can be. Yes, absolutely. You know, I often wonder, and I certainly see it when I talk to people just about those paths not taken, right? And a lot of that has to do with that confidence. And I think that when you really kind of peel back the confidence gap for women, you know, we've all heard the statistic that women have to have nearly a hundred percent, you know, of the exact qualifications in order to feel confident enough to apply for a job. And for men, it's like 50%. They're like, yeah, I got this. And sometimes it's that taking that leap, that leap of faith and learning along the way that holds us back. And I think certainly the kind of mentorship where you see others that have done that and you say, well, wait a minute, she had similar background to me. She has the same level of work experience, but she did that. Okay, well, maybe I'll take that leap too. And it's so impactful. Totally. I mean, I honestly think that the courage and confidence that I had to take the leap from wonderful corporate executive role to starting my own company largely came from a lot of other women founders that I know. 
you know, I've been really embedded in the Seattle startup community and some really incredible women that have started successful companies. And I've been an advisor to some of them. And I think having that access and that visibility into what their journey has been. And like you said, like, they're not all that different. They're incredible, but they're not like some different type of human than I am. Like if they could do this, I think I could too. And I think that that really gave me a lot of that confidence. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit more just about how your platform works. I guess I'm calling it a platform, but not exactly sure, but maybe just a little more detail and, you know, how some of our listeners might be able to get involved. Definitely. I call it a platform too. But yeah, what we're doing is we're trying to take what we call these micro acts of mentorship, which are women sharing their trails through life as a series of interconnected milestones. So you could go on to owntrail.com and share your trail. So you would list out some of the milestones in your life that have felt important to you. And those can span your personal and your professional life. And they're not necessarily like the promotion or the award or like, you know, the wins that you might see on LinkedIn or those accomplishments. But it's like, what are the obstacles you've made it past or, you know, what are the tough decisions you've had to make or what are the things you've balanced in your life? And as you tell those stories, we end up with all these different trails on the platform that women can then navigate and filter down to see the trails of other women who share identities or experiences that feel most important or relevant to them right now and be able to see both how different women got to these places that they might aspire to themselves and how other women have navigated it past, you know, like if I'm going through a difficult time or making a difficult decision right now. Like how can I get advice and insights from other women who have been there? And so it really is trying to scale because every trail that gets shared and every question that gets answered on own trail is then available to countless other women to be inspired by that. So it's that collection of life paths and of conversations that then really skills to reach all women to really provide that insight and guidance and inspiration that we believe women are often looking for when they kind of shorthanded to saying, I need a mentor, you know? Right. Yes, exactly. And I think that that is sometimes the challenge is you don't always know exactly what you're looking for in a mentor. And to your point of, you know, the challenge of one-to-one mentorship is that if you can find that, I've never had like a mentor in your traditional sense. It's been life-changing, but it's really hard to find. And they're few and far between even the people that I know, because I think there's so much about chemistry as Mm -hmm. well. When you talk about a relationship like that, just like in any other relationship, And it is hard to have somebody feel like all the time, like, oh my gosh, I've got to be all this. And so breaking it up and being able to look at so many different women, I think is important. You know, adding on to that, there's so many different aspects of our lives that we could use mentorship in too. So like the women that might be able to help me with like how I'm approaching fundraising for my startup is quite likely a different woman than the one that I might be able to get some advice from how I'm raising happy, healthy, confident children or how I'm, you know, balancing the need to always be working with the need to be present with my family or creative inspirations that I look for. And so it's very unlikely that there's one person that can provide all of that at the same time. Absolutely. You talk about your platform as inclusive mentorship, and I would just love for you to talk about just why you use that word inclusive and why you think that's so important in today's world. Yeah, I mean, we think a lot about intersectionality, which is the fact that we hold different identities as women, and those identities can be kind of more permanent identities, if you will, like ethnicity or sexual orientation or ability. And then there can be temporary identities like, you know, being a single mother or being, um, you know, dealing with an illness in the moment or, you know, so 
anyway, all those different identities that we hold really make up who we are. And and when we say like seeing people who look like us in the places we aspire to, it really is about, you know, the look like us is about those different identities and being able to find the solidarity and the connection amongst those. And so, you know, I think inclusivity comes from having a platform where we're really embracing those many identities and allowing women to connect on the different aspects of those and creating a really safe, authentic space where we value the journey and we value the, the really kind of raw details of what we've experienced and not just the shiny end results. And so I think that the combination of those hopefully leads to a platform that women do really feel like is inclusive. And I think that, you know, kind of along the lines of the intersectionality piece, you create a platform or a product for women that when you're not intentional about it, like oftentimes it can end up centering cis, white, heterosexual, able-bodied women, right? And so we really want to make sure that we're not falling into that and that we're really, you know, we use the spelling of women with an X in some places to really be intentional about the fact that this is for all identities of women. Yeah, it's amazing how things, you know, keep changing all the time. And of course, I'm in this DEI space. And I just recently, you know, saw a woman with an X and I was like, is that a typo? You know, you're just constantly keeping up with, but I love sort of the concept behind it and and just what that represents. That's amazing. Okay, so we have to talk about your aerial acrobatics. (laughs) I saw that and I was like, what? I remember interviewing somebody. She was an angel investor and did all this high finance stuff. And she like raced streetcar. And I was like, what? You know, (laughs) so I want to know about this aerial acrobatic and how you got into that. It's actually something I started doing about 12 years ago. So when I was, I think I was almost 30 at the time. And so it was definitely not like not a hobby I've been doing my whole life, but I discovered it. And so it's kind of like, for those that don't know, I can kind of describe it as like Cirque du Soleil, but way, way, way less advanced and (laughs) I've seen them do it you know for team building things or you know exercises like with coaches for that confidence building I've seen it in that space as well I think sometimes like flying trapeze is a little more accessible for like the team that may be what you've seen but this is a little more like I'll do static silks and sling and rope and trapeze and it's so fun it's really it's a creative outlet I perform for the past seven years or so I've actually been mostly performing with a partner and that's really fun kind of club collaborative creative work. It's a great exercise as well. And it's a fun social outlet too, you know, when we're not in quarantine mode to be able to (laughs) spend time creating with friends. I have a rig that I have designed and had built in my yard here that my kids use it as a play dome, we call it these as a swing set when I'm not using it. And then I can rig up my equipment there to train on. So that's a lot of fun. Very cool. And so who do you perform for when you say you perform with a partner? you know, different local events or we've, you know, sometimes paid corporate events or parties, but a lot of different things throughout the years. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I think creative outlets are just so incredibly important on so many levels. And I think that, you know, especially as well, an entrepreneur now, but, you know, through different creative kind of product roles that I've had as well. It's like when you're creative in one aspect of your life, it really unleashes that in multiple aspects. And it's so important. Well, and I think it is interesting, you know, during, you know, this quarantine time that we're in because my creative outlet is I'm at events all the time, you know, a couple of different companies and I'm constantly out there. I think that really feeds me and sort of feeds my creative spirit, if you will, that social aspect. And I have been 
like climbing the walls. I'm the least crafty human on the planet. Like I don't do crafts. I don't paint. I don't do any of that stuff. And I've started painting furniture with chalk paint. Like I'm just like, this thing is ugly. (laughs) This beach house. I'm like, I want to paint this. And I've started painting and I've painted all these things. And it's so satisfying. It's weird. I can't even really say that I like it. It's like, it's an outlet, right? It's some kind of other outlet than just working all the time. So yeah, it's interesting. I'm always curious, like, what are people doing during this time that you would not expect them to be doing? Because my friends are like, you're doing what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've taken up embroidery during pandemic, which is something I've never done before. (laughs) And I will probably never do it again after this, but it's my pandemic hobby. So (laughs) I know I better get all the furniture I want painted (laughs) because it's not happening as soon as we're out of this, right? Oh my (laughs) gosh. As we're kind of closing up, I would love to just get some advice for you. So, you know, you talk about your book, Blaze Your Own Trail. Really, the concept is there isn't only one path. And Mm -hmm. so what would you say to women who maybe are just feel like they're stuck on a path or they don't know how to get off and get into different paths? What advice would you give them? You know, there's a few kind of frameworks that I like to fall back on that I find helpful without being limiting. And one is really that I encourage women or anybody to kind of do this triangulation of thinking about what they're really passionate about. So like what topics or areas or activities give them energy or make them feel excited. And then looking at what they're good at. So, you know, it's it's not necessarily what your degree is or what job titles you've held, but what are those kind of transferable skills that you have? And then the third piece is where are you needed? So where is their opportunity or where is their problem to solve? And I think when you triangulate that passion and skill and opportunity and look at kind of what the intersection is of those three, that some really interesting kind of next steps or ideas to pursue can arise that you might not have expected or thought of. And so I think, you know, that can be a really good exercise to get unstuck and think about what might be next. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your story with us today. Just again, let everybody know where they can find you and where they can put their path on for everyone else to follow. Yes, I would love for everybody, all of your listeners that identify as women to share their trail on ownTrail.com, O-W-N-T-R-A-I-L. And for everybody to, you know, reach out to other women that inspire them and ask them to share their trail. It's a really amazing way to learn more about someone's journey. And then you can find both me and Rebecca Bastian and Own Trail on all the different social platforms. So definitely connect and follow along there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing with us today. And It'll be exciting to follow your journey as a new entrepreneur. And hey, good luck with that fundraising. That's not an easy thing, but. Not for the faint of heart. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. It was great to talk with you. Thanks for listening to the See It To Be It podcast. For more female empowerment, inspiration, and advice, subscribe to our free weekly newsletter featuring a new woman to watch each week. And check out over a thousand more featured women at onthedotwoman.com. Know someone we need to feature? Reach out at On The Dot Woman on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.